Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's here. No better place to get in on the action. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props, a lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. All right, let's have um, an instant reaction to what we all just witnessed, the Colts in overtime escaping what was like an ugly accident on a freeway, smoldering smoke and awful, except you didn't even want to crane your neck to look at it. It didn't slow traffic. People just drove by. They didn't want to look at this thing. Uh, That was really atrocious. So generally in football, There is a way out of most of your problems. This is going to be a lot of finger pointing. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a head coach. Even the special teams at the end of the half, where there was like five seconds left in the half, the ball was kicked seven yards deep and somebody brought it out. You wouldn't see that with the Patriots. Like, what are you doing? I mean, that's just lack of discipline, a lack of coaching. There's special teams in Denver are bad. And you can get rid of Nathaniel Hackett. You can, after the year, get rid of him. That's the easy one. I mean, that's what teams like the Giants do with Ben McAdoo, Cleveland Freddie Kitchens, Steve Wilkes in Arizona. You can move off a coach pretty quickly. Wilkes got one year. Uh, That is solvable. Denver's got some really good players at all levels. What is not really solvable is Russell Wilson. That's a huge contract. So... Listen, we know what washed looks like. Remember Big Ben about a year ago rolled out and just fell over? That's washed. Baker Mayfield looks washed. Cam Newton in New England at the end of that year. Accuracy. Jay Cutler. Peyton Manning in Denver his final year. Like, we can see what washed is. Russell Wilson scrambled a couple times in the first half. He looked athletic. Uh, His velocity is... Good enough. But the one thing with Russell Wilson that even I can't deny is that he was known, I think, beyond his ability to make people miss and move around in the pocket. His second pitch was always he threw the softest, prettiest, most accurate deep ball in the league. It was a raindrop. And he was just sort of understood That's what he did as well as anybody, and some thought ever. Just that rainbow over the defense. 
That is no longer a great element to his game. He can still move. We saw it in the first half. We've seen it five or six times this year. He can still move. He still has decent speed. Uh, I think he has his fastball. I don't see his velocity. Matt Ryan looks like he's lost about seven miles an hour off his fastball. But Russell's deep ball, which was really, he could throw for a strike anywhere on the field. It's bad. He had the worst interception that I can recall in his career at one point on a deep ball. And then that interception in the end zone, he just threw it too late. So there are elements to his game that remain. He doesn't look like Big Ben the last two years where Ben literally couldn't move, fell down rolling out. He doesn't look as physically incapable as Peyton Manning's last year or like Baker Mayfield right now. That's not what I see. But his inability to drop that deep ball in was such a part of his game. And it's not there. Now, people age differently. Uh, LeBron has aged wonderfully. Carmelo Anthony and Westbrook have not. Um, Brady has aged wonderfully. Aaron Rodgers has aged very well. He's late 30s. And there's a lot of different reasons. Matt Ryan isn't aging well. Is it plyometrics? How do you take care of your body? Some of it's just genetics. Some guys are just built to compete longer. Brady's obviously been obsessed with nutrition, working out, and off seasons. But uh, Russell Wilson's inability to hit on that deep ball when you have Jerry Judy, who's a burner, is a real problem. It's not an element of Denver's offense. And then with Hackett, you have what I consider to be a suboptimal creator of offense. He's not a play designer like Andy Reid. I will give Nathaniel Hackett credit for this. On that big drive late in regulation, fourth down and two, he went for it. I would have done the same. He went for it. He knew it was an ugly night. We're at home. We're going to go for it. And in overtime, fourth and one, he went for it. I'll give Nathaniel Hackett credit for that. Uh, there was no indecision, no pause. In both instances, he was trying to win the game. That's what you should do when you have a playmaker at quarterback and you're at home and you're facing an average team. So Hackett gets credit for that. I still don't think they run enough motion. They don't have enough uh, variance in their sets. They're not multiple enough. They're kind of predictable. They don't roll the pocket out ever for Russell Wilson. They never roll the pocket out. It's just uncreative. Uh, it's lacking in juice or energy. They don't put Russell Wilson in great situations to succeed. But I don't think Russell's washed, but he has lost his number two pitch. He's lost it. He just, uh, can you regain it? Um, I also think the offensive line for Denver and Mitchell Schwartz on social media, Twitter, mentioned this. I mean, he's been there like five, six months. The offensive line, the cadence with Russell Wilson doesn't feel great. It just, things aren't clicking. They're not hitting. Matt Stafford's first game with Sean McVay. Remember that against the Bears? Good defense was outstanding. Um, but then again, Tom Brady in Tampa. He had an awful Thursday night game against the Bears in Chicago. It took him until week 14 or 15 to get it going with an offensive coach, Bruce Arians. So Stafford and McVay clicked immediately. By the way, Shannon and Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember that first year he came? His first five starts, 5-0. and 
Uh, this thing is a work in progress. I have great reservations about Hackett going forward. But some of it has to go on Russ. Those were two of his worst interceptions. I, he's still mobile, but they don't roll the pocket. He still has a fastball. You can see that in a couple of his sideline throws. He gets rid of it quickly. But you take away that raindrop deep ball, and he's not the same quarterback. So, in the, of course, you add to this that Geno Smith is like second or third in the NFL in quarterback rating. John Snyder, the GM of the Seahawks, and Pete Carroll, the head coach, you and I know they were texting each other tonight watching this. You know it, and I know it. Pete Carroll and John Snyder were on the phone texting tonight. And those were laughing emojis because this was a standalone game and incredibly ugly. And for those, listen, for those people who think Russell Wilson is washed, you win tonight. Now, can it become Brady and Arians in week 12 or 13? I don't know. I don't have high hopes. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's Arians. I don't think Russell Wilson is Brady. Listen, a lot of times in the NFL, you can cut people. The answers are quick. But that Russell Wilson contract with those new owners, you can't get out of that thing. I mean, you cannot get out of that contract. You can get out of Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, you could fire him today. Just give it to a coordinator. But, um, I mean, when they took those shots of John Elway and George Payton, the GM of the Broncos, who I think is really sharp. I mean, you saw the look on his face. It was not anger. It was despair. It was not anger for a bad moment. It was, how are we going to get out of this? Let's go to Chad Millman, Action Network, the CCO. We're doing sharp and square. But first, let me tell you about my friends at LinkedIn. Listen, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, right? The margins have never been tighter. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates and fast. That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires in America, LinkedIn Jobs. Listen. Never been easier to create a free job post on LinkedIn and find a great employee. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, by the way. Spreads the word faster. Screening questions. Simple tools. Make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills. Every business owner knows how important it is to finish the year out strong. You need the right team members. LinkedIn jobs. Go there right now. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Chad Millman, Action Network CCO. All odds presented by FanDuel. It's sharp or square. I didn't like the lines initially this week, but I'm warming to them. Let me throw you out one that just feels right. Tomlin is one of the great underdog coaches in the league. Pittsburgh plus 14 against Buffalo feels like the obvious one. 14 is an absurd number. Buffalo jumps to a lead, hides the playbook, pulls some starters. They're already missing five due to injury. Steelers plus 14, sharper square. Totally sharp. That's 
You look, you look at a 14 point favorite in the NFL and it's like a 42 point favorite in college football. And I'm not even exaggerating. That's just what it is. And you're talking about Mike Tomlin being in a Mike Tomlin rah-rah spot. That's the favorite spot. And that doesn't matter if he's got Ben Roethlisberger or Duck Hodges or now Kenny Pickett, who at least showed some mobility. He showed some ability to throw the ball downfield. He showed some athleticism. This is a team that I think has more opportunities with Kenny Pickett to move the ball than they had with Mitch Trubisky. So, and it's always hard to play a quarterback for the first time. You don't have any film on him yet. Um, the the wise guys are going to be on the Steelers at plus 14. Okay, here's a game. Sometimes a line is so weird. I think Vegas knows something or FanDuel's knows something that I don't. Saints minus six hosting the Seahawks who have looked good. I don't get it at all. I think the line should be three and a half. I would lean Saints, sharper square. Well, it's you would lean Saints if you think the line should be three and a half. Well, there's something here I am missing. Now, I know the Saints defense is really good. They're at home. Gino has done it a little bit. They have rookie tackles. Um, a little bit smoke and mirrors, playing better at home, on the road, Saints, awful loss. It, it seems to me the Saints, that line seems way too big. So Vegas knows something I don't. I would lean Saints. All right. So this is a very interesting game. And it's come up a lot in in plenty of wise guy conversations because there's no planet in which the Saints are worthy of being six-point exactly. favorites over anybody right now. So I saw this on Sunday night. It was one of the first bets I made of the Seahawks plus five and a half. And this is where it gets really interesting in betting. Betters like to bet the number. And then they like to sprinkle in and complement the number with situations and personnel. The Seahawks had just beaten up on the Lions on the road. Geno Smith has looked amazing, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And offensively, the Seahawks are second in DVOA, which I don't have to break it down, but essentially it means, according to all the advanced metrics that every geek likes to play with, the Seahawks are the second best offense in the NFL right now. The Saints, we don't know who's going to be quarterback. Alvin Kamara looks like he's not Alvin Kamara anymore. Michael Thomas, we don't know if he's going to be playing. Everybody was questionable this week on the injury list. The defense has not been getting to the quarterback the way they have. It feels like the books have not adjusted on this game yet from what they thought in the beginning of the season, which was the Saints could be contenders in the NFC South and the Seahawks are supposed to be one of the two or three worst teams. I think there's still value in the Seahawks here. The wise guys have been betting the Seahawks in this game. The line just feels fishy to me. It feels very fishy. Hate big favorites. Don't think I'm getting the best of the number. But the Buccaneers are getting healthy. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league and are competitive. Um, Atlanta is really bad against good teams. Little bit fool's gold. They can play average and below average teams close. Buccaneers in my blowout of the week, minus 9, 10. I think I'd take them sharper square. So this is the game, Colin. Uh, as you know, on the podcast that I co-host with my friend, Simon Hunter, 
because I don't want you trying to drive a wedge between us. <laughs> uh, we'll do the segment Sharp Calls where professional bettors will call us about games that we talked about in part one of the podcast early in the week so they can give us their input when we talk about it in part two of the podcast later in the week. We loved Atlanta early in the week. Atlanta, one of the three bets I made on Sunday along with the Seahawks in one other game, which we may talk about. At eight and a half, I loved it. I am shocked the line has moved to 10, even more shocked because this is a pro's Joe's game. The bets are coming in on the Buccaneers. When you see bets on one side, that's usually the public. The money is on the Falcons. That's usually professional money. The line usually moves in the direction of the professional money. Simon got a lot of calls this week about how much people love the Bucs. And betting is a little bit like investing. You want to ride the wave and then you want to sell at the peak. And with the Falcons specifically, professional bettors have been on the Falcons every single week. They are 4-0 against the spread. Professional bettors have loved them every single week. I think what they saw with the Bucs last week was Tom Brady playing really well in a high-scoring game when he's got a full complement of his receivers available. And I think they're thinking we're, we're selling high on the Falcons and getting in on the Bucs. Um, so there's a little bit of a split in what the conversation is. I can't fault you for taking the Bucs. I'll be on the Falcons. Bailey Zappi is not Mac Jones, but I'm not so sure he's that much worse than Mac Jones. Patriots only minus three and a half. Jared Goff splits. He's great at home, not so on the road. Still missing Swift, still missing his top receiver. Detroit has not shown an ability. This is going to be a ball control game with the Patriots owning time of possession. I think they're going to win dominate the clock. Mac Jones may play. The number tells me bet Detroit three and a half. I'm going to take Patriot sharper square. Well, look, if it's three and a half, take the Lions. If it's three, if you like the Patriots, take the Patriots and hope for a push because the Lions, everything you're saying is right. And we don't know about DeAndre Swift, right? We don't know about Amon Ra St. Brown. Playing on the road in New England is different than playing inside where the Lions have been playing, um, and they've they've performed incredibly well offensively, and Jared Goff looks like he's you know a different player than what he really is. Um, but this is a number, and the Lions have risen up and bitten kneecaps and played with three toes and half a butt cheek, and doesn't matter how far out of the game they are, they don't stop coming at you. And even if the Patriots are up by a touchdown or ten points late in the game. The Lions are going to find a way to make kooky plays and keep playing until the final whistle. So just feels like you got to play the number here. And if you got half a point, you play the Lions. If you don't, you play the Patriots. College football is back, baby. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no sweat first bet up to a thousand bucks. Promo code Colin. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. 
permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline, 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's a game where I like the Rams initially. Then I got news. The Lions moved to Cowboys plus five and a half. And news, the Rams are missing another starting offensive lineman. They're now down to a right tackle off last year's Super Bowl team. Uh, until Allen Robinson becomes something, they have a one-man wide receiving crew beat up on the offensive line. Um, I think they'll tread water, but at five and a half with that injury, I would take Dallas and the point sharper square. So that's square. And this line is moving really because the wise guys like the Rams a lot. They liked them at four and a half. They liked him at five. They'll like him at five and a half. When you're betting, and this is technical, five to five and a half, it's a dead number. Games don't really land on those numbers. So if you're getting four and a half, you might as well bet the five. You might as well bet the five and a half. If it gets to six, then you want to reevaluate. But there's no real delta between four and a half and five and a half. I bet this game at four and a half. The offensive line was in shambles, whether or not they were down one more player. Matthew Stafford has been getting pressured. This has been a challenging offensive year for the Rams, but they're betting against Cooper uh, Cooper Rush here, okay? And what you're seeing is Cooper Rush starting off hot, not throwing interceptions. If you look beyond the final score in these games, look at who the Cowboys have played. They've played teams in disarray. They've played not very good teams. And Cooper Rush, while he doesn't have any interceptions, he's had three interceptions called back because of defensive penalties and two interceptions dropped. 
So this is not a team that is flawless in any way. And people, I think, are getting hypnotized by what he's done and by Micah Parsons and what he can do as a pass rusher against the Rams offensive line. But I don't think this Cowboys team is good enough to stay with the Rams. For the record, Kyle Allen won a bunch of games years ago as a backup. And then after about four games, everybody got tape. And then Kyle Allen's back to being a backup. Cooper Rush. That, by the way, yeah. is the exact comp. I've heard, I've heard so many people talking about that this week, that Kyle Allen is a perfect analog for this scenario. Okay. Uh, I, took, I took the Texans based on your recommendation last week and took it in the shorts. Uh, I ask you every week for a bet you like, fire away, sharper square. The Texans last week was tough because they could have covered that game, right? And I'm glad you're, you bring that up because the Texans played the Chargers. This week, the Chargers are on the road again. The Chargers are three-point favorites at Cleveland. I'm not buying it. This is a, this is, we talked about stock market terminology before. This is a buy low, sell high situation. The Browns coming off a loss to the Falcons, the Chargers coming off a road win against the Texans. The Browns have the best running back in football. The Texans are missing their best defensive player along the front seven in Joey Bosa. I mean, the, not the Texans, the Chargers. They're still missing their best offensive lineman and will miss him for the rest of the year in Rashawn Slater. So you've got a better defensive front in the Browns. You've got a better rushing game in the Browns. You're playing the Browns outdoors, not indoors, outdoors, a really well-coached team. I love the Browns in this spot. I think the Browns are going to win this game. I actually feel like, Colin, I'm going to say it here now. It's October. Browns win this game. There's going to come a point in time later in the year when Deshaun Watson comes back in December. The Browns are going to be hanging around. And then all of a sudden, they're going to get Deshaun Watson. We're going to see how well-rounded they are. And we're going to wish we had bought Cleveland Browns AFC futures in October. And finally, um, don't have a strong feeling on it, though I did tell you, starting in the second half against Dallas, I thought Cincinnati got right. I think Miami is a very good team. Beating them is impressive. Uh, half with two, a half with Teddy Bridgewater. The Ravens are struggling to score in the second half. Concerning. Um, just where do you land on this? Again, all of our odds provided by FanDuel. Yep. I don't know what the latest number is, but I just kind of your interpretation of a big division rivalry game where, you know, they're going to put their best corner on Jamar Chase. Do they take him out? The Bengals aren't running it very effectively. Where do you land on that one? So I am on the Ravens at minus three. Uh, and this game right now, I'm checking it on FanDuel as we speak, um, had been moving around a little bit. So it's three and a half. So the money has been coming in on the Ravens. I'm not surprised. Uh, I think it will continue to come in. I think the Ravens, you say they've struggled to score in the second half. I think they're a couple of plays away from being 4-0 and having beaten two really good teams in Miami and in Buffalo. And I think the, the Bengals, while I was on them last week, and I do feel like they started to get right, um, I think this is a really tough spot for them. And so I'm on, I'm on the Ravens here. The wise guys have been on the Ravens. It's one of the reasons why 
this number is flashing to three and a half. Chad Millman, Action Network, as always. It's great seeing you again. Say hi to Simon Hunter. I do feel bad about the fissures in your relationship, but you can amend that hopefully over the course of a season. Listen, we have one more thing to bring up. I listened to your radio show uh, and today I'm listening to it, driving my kid home from school. What phrase did you bring up today? Uh, that's a corner TV game. Corner TV game? Yeah. A, we have a fissure right now. Do you know why? <laughs> you know why? You couldn't say? By the way, how much hypocrisy is happening right now? Last week, you're on me because I say we're talking about the podcast and you're like, well, you didn't mention Simon Hunter, who's like my best friend. And today, I'm listening to my friend Colin Coward's radio show. He's talking about corner TVs. Did he once say corner TV that my friend Chad Millman gives me all the time when he talks on his podcast? favorites like not once you mentioned it like four times with jason mcintyre well, you know what uh, there were time restraints i had to get out commercials otherwise i would have jammed it right in there oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah a guy who's been doing radio for 30 years and has the clock in his head knows exactly how much time he has couldn't fit in my friend chad moment good to see anybody all right man i'll talk to you later volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.